0: From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT shop has it all. Browse our shop now at TNTradio.live. Issues that dominate America. This is State of the Nation on
1: today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Welcome to State of the Nation. I'm Brian McLean, broadcasting live out of Central Texas for today's News Talk TNT. I'm joined by Steve Hook from the Jersey Shore. Steve, welcome to State of the Nation. Happy Monday, my friend
2: yeah man it's good to be back with you happy monday to you hash it's a big weekend and a lot going on and uh looking forward to a big week
1: yeah yeah absolutely so um per usual a lot has happened since we last turned uh turned the microphones uh in the other direction and enjoyed our weekend here but now they're facing our mouths again uh let's see what we might have missed over the weekend here uh nato secretary general jen stoltenberg said quote Ukraine will join NATO. It's not a question of if, but when. So uh there's that one coming back around again, Steve. Yeah,
2: well, you know. Good luck with that, Jens. Um I maybe maybe it would be a matter of uh if not when, but I, I have a funny Vlad uh, a funny thing Vladimir Putin's going to have something to say about that and um mm. I don't know, man. This I, I I'm starting to get a little bit uh irked about the fact that we're being pressured to give money, 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 and um, yet we see what's going on in this country. So it's, that's an annoyance. You're, you're
1: being pretty generous there, Steve, Was starting to get irked. I've known you a while. We're, we've been irked about this for a minute. But, yes, yeah, they,
2: I, these... I know. <laughs> I, did, I, want, I, got a, I got a slow walk into Monday, Ash.
1: I mean, Come on. <laughs> right. Let's start slow. We don't want to start too irked here. Okay, <laughs> I got you. I got you. All right, here's another one. Um, out of The Guardian, Democratic political operative admits he commissioned robocall of AI Biden. So, last week, we flagged up a whole bunch of AI stories, actually, one of which was a fake Joe Biden phone calls. So now their political operatives are admitting it. Isn't that yeah. interesting?
2: Very interesting. The guy was apparently a uh, professional magician in New Orleans, and he's the one that was doing the, and I must say, uh, he's he's a very good impersonationist, uh, an impressionist, I guess you would call him. At any rate, he, he sounded exactly like Biden. I guess he used AI tech to help that. Uh, but those were for the, uh, the New Hampshire calls that were, basically don't worry about voting today make sure you show up in november yeah good they admitted it first of many instances where they're going to do this kind of crap what a bad look too what a
1: dirty tactic you know um and we we also talked last week about that the ad where uh they used a fake fred trump to uh admonish donald trump you know this, yeah. this whole thing with ai involved in political uh campaigning advertising and hit pieces i mean this could get out of control really quickly, I would think.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, uh this is, a, a, and this is one thing that we can honestly say both parties are guilty of this because McConnell did this same thing, uh, to Cuccinelli. It wasn't AI back then. This was just, a, a, you know, when Ken Cuccinelli was running in Virginia, uh, the McConnell people sent out a whole bunch of postcards Well, they look like political ads, uh, you know, that, that you'd get in your mail and it was basically just a bunch of uh, a white supremacist and uh, KKK-robed uh, supremacist and saying that these were Cuccinelli supporters when uh, it wasn't true. But uh, that was McConnell that did that. So yeah, you know. Yeah, there
1: is rumbling about um, banning that from political advertising. So it'd be interesting to see how that plays out, considering both sides seem to be engaging in it. Maybe they want to keep that going. I don't know. Um, we also had uh, Secretary of State uh, urging staffers to avoid problematic terms like manpower or mother or father. Can you imagine that? So more more from uh, one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse there. Is that Blinken? I'm pretty sure that's Blinken
2: yeah uh and yeah you know, with, with with the uh with with the robust support of people like general milley um th- th- this has got to go you know it's funny trump addressed this uh former president trump addressed the the woke military uh and he was very clear and concise on who he blamed he said listen the rank and file of the military are just as strong and brave and uh patriotic as they've always been Uh, But some of the top level, uh, top flag officers and uh, high ranking brass inside the military circles have been completely politicized and uh, become wokeistas. And I think he was right. I think he's right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, State Department, I guess this is how we're going to spend
1: our time now. Okay, we'll be concerned with those things as our world just descends into utter madness and an utter clown show. Hey, do you love a good documentary? I know I do. I bet you do, too. You'll love our special screenings, Uninterrupted. Cinema features some of the latest of uh, of our notable documentaries from the world's best filmmakers. So check out TNT's website for more information. Weekends are better when you spend it with us on today's News Talk TNT.
0: Keeping the commitment 24-7. I come to you for fact. I really appreciate what you and your team do. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: So, Steve, uh, you know, <laughs> what's the fair price for not being able to use your phone for 12 hours? So, uh, people that were impacted by last week's nationwide service outage, uh, the company says $5. $5. They... Uh, <laughs> I guess they're giving a $5 credit to customers that
2: uh, were experiencing that outage. Wow. Wow. That's uh, that's pretty generous of them, considering it only affected millions and millions of Americans. Um, I guess they figured if they, $5, you do the math, I, I bet that's going to run into the millions. But it seems that they can come up with a better way of just saying, you know what, don't pay us next month. That would be a little bit more fair, but... I guess five dollars you can almost buy a happy meal for that, in Biden's right? America.
1: I mean, I think back to um, people in California when PG and E uh, shut their power off or were unable to keep power lines up during extreme weather in the last five or six winters. You know, um, you know, I know I have family members that lost power for over two weeks in a couple of. Uh, instances. So, I mean, how do we quantify these sort of things? And by the way, those PG&E customers got nothing, zip, zero, zilch. Not only do they have zip, zero, zilch power, but they got nothing uh, as far as compensation goes. And then I think back to the COVIDian times here, Steve, where it was like, oh, we're going to shut your business down. We're going to put these mandates on you. We're going to you know, propagandize you. We're going to scare the crap out of you. We're going to make sure." Uh, you know, you can't be there for normal things, weddings, funerals, et cetera, et cetera, births. Um, but we'll give you, we'll give you twelve hundred bucks. Twelve? Like, where do you- these, where do these compensation numbers even come
2: from? Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Political action committees, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, they, you know, they, they go. You know, we're going to drive you out of business. But the good news is, we're then going to raise your taxes. So you can pay for the $1,200 that we're going to give you, uh, not that great of us. Um, yeah, this is, uh, you know, you know, Hesh, we've talked about this stuff off the air. I don't know that there'll be, I mean, I, I, I know there will be another pandemic, uh, at some point, hopefully not for another century or two, but my suspicion is it'll probably land sometime between October, September and October of next of this year, uh, as we you know getting fully into the teeth of the uh campaign season but uh, seriously this is uh this is nonsensical the way they've the way they've handled this since day one and now um you know this is more of the same what can I say yeah uh t in their second
1: statement about this said uh that they they wanted to clarify that the five dollar credit is compared to quote the average cost of a full day of service end quote. I don't know what kind of service other people are paying, but uh, my cell phone <laughs> bill seems to be a heck of a lot more than five dollars a day. So, uh, and not, not well,
3: not sure only
2: that way. though, because but 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 that's the wrong compensation. They're compensating you for how much you would spend. But what if you spent that five dollars to have that service? But in being shut down for 12 hours, you lost a $3,000 deal or something in your industry mm-hmm. or whatever it may have been. I don't know. My point is it's a very arbitrary number, and it's one just to kind of get their, get their uh, teat out of the ringer, I suspect. Uh, yeah, by the way, we're going to be talking about this very subject in a little while um, with our very first guest, Dr. Jason Dean. Uh, there's some scuttlebutt, and uh, we're kind of... You know, I don't know if this is tinfoil hat territory yet or not, but it's certainly bordering on it where this where what could have where where we could be looking at a governmental experiment on just exactly how devastating a total shutdown of our Internet connectivity would be. I, I don't think we're there, but some people speculate that and uh, our first guest is going to weigh way in on that. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, absolutely. So it'll be great to get. Uh,
1: his take on that you know another thing that um happened uh just to well i think it was just today maybe yesterday but there's a um a new york uh i believe it's new york times article out talking about the cia involvement in ukraine and how the cia set up all these bases uh in and around ukraine uh some pretty uh wow i mean they're, they're really uh giving people more information than they've had at least from mainstream sources so that's pretty interesting. That spawns some interesting comments from the Kremlin also in response. And then also today, Steve, um, it's come out that the uh, Ukrainian intelligence chief has admitted that the Russian dissident Alexei Navalny that we heard so much about Putin murdering uh, actually died from a blood clot. So uh, I don't know, maybe he took the, uh, the Sputnik shot, COVID shot, MRNA stuff, or maybe, you know, who knows. But um, after all that bluster we heard last week about him being assassinated, uh, turns out this was a uh, blood clot event,
2: medical event. How about that? Well, I mean, you know, the problem with this, and this is the problem that that we've had, I mean, you could, this can could almost touch on anything. Nobody believes anything they're told anymore. Because for the last five years, we've been BS'd about pretty much everything. So now, you know, you're like, oh, well, it came from Ukraine. Okay, then that's true. Well, wait a minute. I don't know if that's true. I don't know what Navalny died of. I just know that he's dead. And I know that he was in a Russian prison at the time. So uh, do I believe what Russia says about it? No, they acted very odd with not, uh, you know, returning the body right away. They seem to be kind of hedging their bets. Um But do I believe Ukraine? No. I mean, you know, I I don't know that I believe them either. I, I don't know. I'll believe it when Navalny's family comes out and says, we've had an autopsy done independent, and we can confirm that he died of a brain aneurysm or whatever the hell this clot may have been. I don't know. But uh, even then, even then, from from everything
1: I can read about this guy, sounds like he's an intel asset of the West. Uh, ultimately, so even if his family comes out and says something, or we're provided some sort of narrative or documentation, it's just like everybody's still going to be skeptical of it. Man, the the normalcy bias is uh, what people have to lean into, and our disgusting mass media cartel will provide that normalcy bias for all of the acceptable uh, lines of thought. You know. Uh, about it and and that'll be that and you know i can't blame people for feeling that way our our mass media cartels uh globally pretty much are uh they're the the boy that cried wolf aren't they i guess in in our country they're the boy that cried Russia Gate, and the boy that cried uh pandemic and you know the boy yeah. that cried uh russian disinformation and and hunter uh, laptop it, is
2: russian disinformation <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, an yeah.
1: insurrection. Don't forget that one. It's
2: like, no oh, yeah, you nobody's
1: listening or believing them anymore at this point.
2: Well, you know, it's funny because I have friends of mine that just roll their eyes when I mention politics. And believe it or not, when I'm off the air, I don't like to go around and just continually go on and on about political matters. Uh, but these days, it's kind of hard to avoid. And I have friends that roll their eyes go, man, you're going to drive yourself crazy with this stuff. And I'm like, well, it's, you know, it's my job. I do it and I don't mind it. But I'm beginning to think they may be right because it is, like I said, people are skeptical and cynical about everything these days. And the powers that be are are completely to blame for all of that garbage. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And people do drive themselves crazy with it, you know, especially when it hits home uh, in a personal way, you know, because. You know, everything has become politicized now. I think uh, I'm very similar to you in that, you know, I don't try to go around and start these sort of conversations in public, but they get started with me all the time because pretty much every little thing, whether it's, you know, someone talking about their their child's education, or I don't know, yeah. their experience at work with, uh, you know, their latest training module or something like that. It's like it all, unfortunately, has been politicized. And, you know, uh, <laughs> poor you and I and and you out there watching this right now, it's like, oh, you want to talk about that, huh? Okay, what about this? What about, you know, and then it's like, well, so you know I know totally what? understand I, the sentiment. I,
2: and, and, you know, this is just it. And, and as if to underscore your point, uh, we can't, we can't let this go before we take a break without talking about Google's AI Gemini service. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I mean, this is exactly why people have a hard time believing what they're told these days. We, we talked about this last week about Gemini, uh, Gemini was, you'd say, uh, show, render me a, a, a picture of George Washington. And then it would come back with a black man in a powdered wig. And and then, of course, the chat GBT also came under fire for this kind of bias. And now we're realizing that all of them are. I'm reading a story out of Fox Business. The headline is racial bias in artificial intelligence testing Google uh, meta chat GPT and Microsoft chat uh, chat Every single one of them had a strong left progressive ideology baked into the cake because the programmers have a strong left-leaning ideology and they didn't want to tamp that down. So now when you ask, Hey, what do you think about pedophile? Well, it depends on who you ask. That's what you're going to get back from the artificial intelligence. And, you know, Hey, by the way, do you want a message of how you should stop hating people that are, that are, that are attracted to young people? I mean, this is the kind of garbage, you know, garbage in garbage out as the programmers say, and, and, and this, these chat gbt's and the gemini's and the ai's they're gonna have to figure out a way of uh, making them completely neutral on this stuff i guess i don't uh, know how they're gonna do it
1: yeah it might be too late man i gotta wonder if yeah. it's not too late they've already unleashed all this stuff into into the internet into everybody's operating systems into everybody's uh messaging applications. even so you know what like- hash
2: even nate silver and Nate Silver, of course, is a famous pollster and he's a lefty. But even he came out and said, look, I started seeing this about Gemini on on X, formerly Twitter. And he goes into a long rant because I didn't want to believe it because it was mostly conservatives that were posting this. But I, too, had this exact experience. He goes, Google never, ever should have uh, launched this. It's months. It's at least six months away from being anywhere close to prime time ready. And yet Google's already kicked themselves in the nuts. I suspect that if we see what's going on with Google's numbers on NASDAQ today, I don't know. I haven't looked, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if this uh, debacle hasn't, uh, if they haven't shed a few bucks today. Yep,
1: yeah, they're down. I looked, they are yeah, down. There Definitely you go. Down. All right. We're going to talk to Dr. Jason Dean right after these words from today's news talk TNT.
0: TNT's Dean Mackin. Some would argue where it comes to Julian Assange, he has more than done his time, whether that be self-imposed or where he currently finds himself locked up. But just that time that he spent in the Ecuadorian embassy, that was way more time than he ever should have served. And what did he do? He told the truth. Somehow you would think if you were new to this world, if you were a visiting alien, if you were a child who was growing up in this world, you would learn quickly that if you tell the truth, if you advocate for what's right, you'll be punished. Apparently that's the lesson to be learned. Dean Mackin on today's News Talk. TNT. The Light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles, and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk, and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. TheLightPaper.co.uk I want to say
2: this, and I'm going to say it just once. This
0: is today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
2: Okay, welcome back to State of the Nation. Hey, listen, as we were just mentioning there, if you're an AT&T customer, there's a good chance that last Thursday you had some real serious connectivity issues. Uh, Last Thursday morning, millions of AT&T customers were without phone, text or internet service ATT had mostly uh, mostly resolved this issue by afternoon 3 330 thereabouts and then the excuses from the company started coming out uh they're claiming that it was a peering issue this is when uh one host uh network passes off uh of you know the connectivity to another tower that's another host or whatever I'm no expert in this, but that's what I read anyway. Some were even speculating solar uh, flares may have done this. Uh, But that seems odd because it wouldn't have only affected AT&T, which it was mostly AT&T that was affected. But then there are some that say, well, wait a minute, this could have been a test run of some perhaps nefarious government plan or maybe just a response to a nefarious plan of a major grid attack or an infrastructure attack. And of course, as Hesher and I were just talking about, we live in a time when more and more people are becoming cynical at best and downright distrustful at worst of our government and other governments around the world, especially given the events of the last several years concerning various different aspects of our lives. This is perfectly understandable. The cynicism is well-founded, is what I'm saying. But are we tipping into tinfoil hat territory when we start saying the AT&T outage was, in fact, a government plan? This was a psyop. I don't know if we're there yet, but it certainly does make you think. So with that in mind, we decided to welcome Dr. Jason Dean to the program. He's a founder of Brave TV. He's a speaker, an entrepreneur, and he has got a lot of thoughts on this, and we welcome him to the show Hello there, uh, Doctor Jason Dean, sir. How are you? Welcome to State of the Nation.
4: I'm well, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, we're we're glad to have you. I was looking at a video that you did, and 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 reading some of the stuff before the show, and you seem to think that this could, in fact, be some kind of a test run. Uh, and if not this instance, certainly there's those are those are in the pipeline. Why don't you kind of fill us in a little bit here?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things I've been studying, <laughs> besides just helping people with their healthcare, is uh, I had a friend who uh, is all he does is works with open source intelligence. He's actually a marine, and uh, as I'm watching this stuff, he messages me and he says, "Hey, everything that's happening right now isn't even secret. It's all out there. And so if you you can actually go look up uh, open source intelligence areas and." Last week, when everything hit the fan, Monday, I think it was Monday morning, um, one of the things he sent me over was about 358, closing out of 400 Starlink satellites also went offline in the US. So that's a lot. That's a lot of satellites, right? And at first, we thought they were down, like actually coming out of the sky, but they, they were just down as in signal. That means the entire US population was down from a Star League standpoint for the most part. Now, which interesting, I don't know if you guys, if you guys saw this, but uh right after that, uh, Elon Musk uh posted or tweeted, whatever you want to call it, uh, this is a test. He said this is a test. Now, I was told behind the scenes that not only that was down, uh, obviously cell signals went down, which was problematic. Uh they did say solar flares, which solar flares are coming in, but they they would have known about that versus they are testing the public at this point. Now, I don't know if you guys remember about a couple of years ago, Klaus Schwab and one of his one of his cronies out in the World Economic like Forums had said that within the next couple of years, we're gonna have cyber attacks in the US. Now, it didn't happen last year. This would be the second year of his second of his two-year uh, prophetic visions, let's call them, right? So they are setting up, we are being tested to see how we deal with grid down. I don't know if you know this, but we only have technically three grids in the US. We have the Eastern, the Western, and we have Texas. Um, they have threatened us with EMPs. They've threatened us with cyber attacks. They've threatened us with ransomware attacks, which there's sites out there right now, open source intelligence that show that we're being hit with ransomware uh, attacks every day. Uh, last year, I think it was the MGM grant, a couple of different casinos in Las Vegas got hit with uh, cyber ransomware. Major businesses every single day, hospitals, schools, government offices—you name it—get hit with cyber uh, and ransomware attacks every day. So they're building us up, gentlemen, for this year to be a major grid-down cyber attack situation. So I, I always tell people, and I was actually told by my by my source, a friend of mine, that um, you know this information is all public. Even some of the even some of the the private information, you know, above everybody's heads isn't as important as the open source intelligence. So that all happened last week, but yet it's interesting. All of it is open source. None of the mainstream media went into that at all. They didn't talk about cyber attacks. They didn't talk. They're literally setting America up for a big hit, I think.
1: Yeah. I tend to uh, agree with you, Jason. I've been looking at this ever since last Thursday and, um, I used to work in large-scale experimentation, so I know that this is a a real thing. Something like this is perhaps uh, a, clearly a um, echelon above, like where I used to work within it. But um, this is a huge, huge industry. Um, that that government, uh, military contractors, the the DOD slash Pentagon. Um, and, and even first responder uh, units and uh, municipalities, you know, locations, they, they all work in a, a fusion sort of manner. Um, <clears throat> all year round, there's dozens of these things happening all year round, all the time. Um, and they're you know, and, and I, I thought of a couple other examples too. There was a, um, a Biden executive order that came out just the day before, it was either Tuesday or Wednesday, there was a Biden EO on um, uh, bolstering cybersecurity, something to do with cybersecurity. Christopher Wray, FBI director, came out uh, equally early, like right before that event, and and gave a warning about, you know, a um, Schwabian cyber polygon sort of, you know, uptick in this stuff. And then our colleague uh, Timothy Shea forwarded me a mm-hmm. email from one of the the medical providers on the eastern seaboard, saying that you know they were you know going to have to change things about insurance and you know looking at you know uh, heightened heightened state of emergency with regards to cyber attacks. And then I saw another news report about another medical uh, establishment. I can't remember the name of it or where it was, um, but it seems to be sort of a rash of medical system cyber attacks happening at the same time and um you know we, we got a headline inbound so i'll take your your comment on this after the headline but i also hearken back to something i covered back in 2015 i think 2015 um they shut down the i-10 freeway in los angeles oh, wow for no reason for no emergency and that was one of the things that got me thinking well this is sort of like uh, sounds like large-scale experimentation to me where they can actually operationally do something and see what the immediate responses look like. So let us take this headline. It'll be brief. And when we come back, we'll take your comments on that right here on State of the Nation at today's News Talk TNT.
5: Big news, news, news. The news, news. story which contains more than first meets the ear.
0: TNT Radio News.
1: For TNT, this is James O'Neill. Republican National Committee Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel announced she will step down from her position on March 8th, concluding her seven year tenure. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis has urged Judge Scott McAfee to exclude cell phone records presented by attorneys for former President Donald Trump, which suggests that Willis and Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade misrepresented the start of their romantic relationship.
0: Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda. It never stops. For the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations, vote one. TNT Radio, free speech always has a home
1: Dr. Jason Dean is with us. Dr. Dean, what do you think about that? I mean, I, I'm sort of probably the guy that's supposed to tell you, I don't know about your theory. Tell me more. But I feel like I'm kind of just piling on here because I strongly agree with you. Uh,
4: well, and, and this is where I go with this, too, because, I, you know, it's, as a doctor, uh, I, I get super analytical on this. But then I also have my faith side is like, OK, let me let me think this out because, you know, America is a mess. Um, and, and I'll tell you this. Um. I don't, I don't love everything that President Trump has done, but he's still my president and he's better than what we've ever had before. Um, I know as a business owner, which I am as well, business owners don't do something without a plan typically, especially high, high-end business owners. And business owners don't walk away without a plan typically. So I always tell people, President Trump didn't run for office without a plan. There's no way he did. And then he didn't leave office without a plan. And so I know we are, our infrastructure has been down for a long period of time. It's very weak at best. And he knew that, he's talked about that. Obviously, we just talked about the border, law, border wall alone. Uh, however, our economic infrastructure is a mess, our actual infrastructure is a mess. Uh, our electric vehicle phenomenon that we have going on is a mess. And right now, if an EMP was to go off, and I don't think most Americans realize this, if there was an EMP and everything got fried, there is no just, America likes it easy. Always the simple solution. They like to turn turn the you know switch back on. If we were hit with an EMP or a major cyber attack that took out electronics, our vehicles are now all made of electronics. Our houses are all electronics. If we're shut down, there is no simply flipping the switch back on and going, oh, well, everything's okay. We, we turned it back on. No, if it's taken out, we're down and we're down for good. And on top of that, 320 million Americans, major major large cities with lots of people in those cities, the food system goes down. You have absolute chaos on your hands. And so I believe it all actually points back to this in some way, shape, or form. And I don't have all those answers necessarily, but I believe it goes back to that. And I believe, I believe we have nefarious forces that are trying to take us down. They know these are our weakest points while we're trying to build things up and then going on to a new world, new America where things are actually built correctly again. Uh, I believe this all kind of comes into, again, this perfect storm, as they say, uh, economic system, food system, uh, debt system, you name it, Medic medication system. Medi- I mean, pharmacies were out last week. Major pharmacies were down as well. People were not able to get their drugs. So I believe this all comes back around to just a gigantic problem um, that they are they are prepping us for. And so without sending fear into anybody, uh, I would tell people to be ready for anywhere from spring to summer to this fall because I before an election season, you know they're going to try to pop something off to send us into a problem so that we can't get to the voting booth to handle you know what we need to handle.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, you know, I tell this is this reminds me, uh, uh, Doctor Dean, we had talked about it last week, and you mentioned the EMP an electronic magnetic pulse uh, weapon. Which you're right. I mean, if that went off, say for example, they dropped one over the heartland, that doesn't just turn things off. It fries them. It destroys right. uh electronic gear. It, it it fries the wiring and everything. So even they can't just flip a switch to turn it on because your computers are all fried. Now, if that happened, that that is a major act of war. That would trigger a response. I have no doubt the U.S. government and all governments. Uh, have some kind of backup plan in case something like that were to happen, where they're going to be covered, they're going to be uh, isolated to where they could act. But man, oh man, I mean, this is so scary. And the thing that frightens me about it, doctor, is that it's all happening after everything else we've seen. Now, you see, I could accept the fact that AT&T says, okay, look, our software update was fried. We screwed up our peer-to-peer uh, connectivity was was down that's what happened okay even if i take them at face value and say okay that's what happened just the fact that we are talking about this that that's what scares me because we know where we're vulnerable we know our water our, our water uh, infrastructure our electrical grid all of that and now all of a sudden we're starting to see signs of it We've been mentioning here on this program for the last month or so I wonder if a black swan event is going to happen between now and election day. Well by god that would be a black swan event wouldn't it? Something like that shutting down the grid that would be uh that would be a nightmare catastrophe. What do you think the odds of something like that happening are?
4: Uh I mean I I can't I can't guarantee anything because I'm not in the know. However based on what I've read I would I would I personally put a black swan in about the 99th percentile of of happening before the election. It's it's a major economic crash, it's or it's banks going down or whatever it be, but also keep in mind too and you b- go back to the the AT&T saying that their software changed over. I don't remember the date exactly, but you guys probably remember a couple of years ago or within the last couple of years uh remember the uh, airline industries uh, went off the grid, as in like everything got shut down, airlines couldn't get... I think it was either in the morning or late at night. I don't remember which one it was, but I, I vaguely recall that situation. And they're all saying, oh, well, it's a software system. I'm like, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. The The whole airline industry can't go down. We can't have planes that they can't be guided to where they're supposed to go. We can't have all airports not getting flights out or flights in. And that just happened within the last couple of years. So no, I fully... This is all playing out. You see them building up to this, this giant thing that we don't know what it is. I personally, without putting people into fear, I tell people all the time, get your money right, get prepped, because I, I personally see a black swan happening this year. I mean, banks fall. There's commercial real estate that's a train wreck on the West Coast in most cities. I know and ins- I know banks and insurance companies that are that are preparing for disasters all over the place. Um, There's no way around this financial situation in the U.S. at this point. And and our our financial situation affects the entire world. So it's not just us.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just watched uh, the horrible propaganda movie by former President uh, Obama. And, uh, you know, that vision for how an EMP situation would play out in this country basically says, well, um, you're just going to have everything turn off. You're not going to know why. And then you're going to see conflicting reports about who did it. And, you know, they'll be dropping leaflets in one town saying North Korea did it, dropping leaflets in another town saying extreme right did it. uh, and, And it will be mass confusion. And there will be no way for America to have a war against another country because we'll have no information. We'll have no power. Um, and who's to say they couldn't just shut all those things off without destroying that infrastructure and tell us that's what's going on, you know, because their whole globalist uh, fantasy involves a, a a technocratic structure to hold it up. So uh, many people would not even be surprised if it was completely false flagged, completely faked. All that infrastructure has kill switches built into it, which might make a good reason to test the kill switch. I don't know. That's kind of one of the things that I'm putting into my game plan here. Um, Dr. Jason, we're just about out of time here. Of course, Brave TV is where people can find you Um, anywhere else you want to shout out for people to follow your work.
4: Yeah. Brave TV.com is the best place to do it. We have a podcast over there talking about this same stuff, doing as best we can to educate, just like you guys are much appreciation as always just for the opportunity to to educate more.
1: Yeah. All right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you joining us here at State of the Nation. We'll look forward to your return. It's been too long since we spoke, so let's do it again real soon. Dr. Jason Dean, right here on State of the Nation at today's News Talk TNT.
0: Deweaponizing weather with reality and perspective.
3: The United States has really been sold a bill of goods, and I've talked about this several times. I've talked about the people that are running this country are literally bullying the United States and it's hard to believe that the American people actually let them get away with it except that if you watch let's say Jesse Waters prime time sometimes and you see the man on the street interviews you realize these people and they're all voting know nothing about what's going on or maybe even less than nothing if that's possible. Now. It's fascinating. We talked about the coal plant issue a couple of days ago. How have carbon emissions changed since 2000? China is up 208%. India is up 158%. Other countries are up 53%. The US is down 10%. Europe is down 16%. Now, here is the question How is the United States letting these other countries get away with it? And it's kind of simple to understand that the complacency and comfort of the capitalist system and freedom that has developed in the United States is building the road it's riding to its own death. Why? Because they're allowing our leaders to simply do whatever they want to do while other countries get away with it. And you want to know something? I don't have anything against China and India for trying to improve their way of life but why is it the united states and europe are committing suicide this is tnt climate and weather watchdog meteorologist joe bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather it's the only weather you got
5: you ever heard of a polyp sounds like a rare species of toad actually it's a lump that grows inside me your bowel look i'm pretty sure if you had a strange lump growing on your forehead you might get it looked at right but when they're growing inside me nothing nada and the polyps I get can lead to Australia's second deadliest cancer. So, until there's a way to make them grow on your face, it's up to you to get me looked at. Got it?
0: This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk,
1: TNT Radio. So, which is the more serious criminal activity? Extra judici- Extrajudicial killings, routine torture of prisoners, and illegal renditions carried out by a state? exposing those actions by publishing illegally leaked details of how where when and by whom they were committed that is essentially the question that was asked this last week at the royal courts of justice in london as tnt has completed its brilliant coverage on the site uh, of the assange appeal hearing uh, we'd like to look back on the experience and look forward to what might happen next and joining us now to discuss is tnt host and producer basil valentine basil welcome to state of the nation so First off, we'd like to get your take on the experience last week with TNT's reporting, and then that giant question that lawyers posed there, the pivotal question, how can exposing crime and torture be worse than committing them?
6: Good evening, Hesha. Great to be with you and uh, thrilled to be on State of the Nation. Uh, TNT did a terrific job setting up in a wine bar across the road from the Old Bailey, and had a succession of colorful guests uh all there, really in solidarity and support with julian uh including the former wimbledon tennis champion pat cash um so uh yeah it was uh the first of what will be many outside broadcasts by tnt uh, there are going to be more roadshows like this we're taking uh, people to the news and news to the people so Yeah, uh, it was uh, a great success all round in terms of where Julian is. um, I I noticed you quoting there from uh, the article in the today's Guardian by Duncan Campbell, one of the last sort of of the old school journalists left at the Guardian. And uh, he uh, makes the point that the case of former CIA agent Philip Agee was brought up as was daniel ellsberg for the defense uh, ellsberg was deported from britain but he wasn't extradited to the united states and of course ellsberg is regarded as a heroic truth teller these days it's indicative of how far the overton window has moved towards sort of tacit acknowledgement that we now live in some kind of police state that heroic truth tellers uh, now find themselves facing lengthy jail sentences the americans of course have recently been arguing for the release from detention in russia of evan gershkovich the wall street journal uh reporter uh no wonder campbell says vladimir putin mocks us pleas made on his behalf when they're simultaneously simultaneously trying to lock away assange on equally bogus espionage charges
2: yeah Basil, it really is wonderful to have you on the program. And we did speak to that. And you know, and we did we did mention Daniel Ellsberg last week, didn't we, Hesh? We were talking about yeah. the Pentagon Papers and how he is he is held up as a as a paragon of virtue, much like uh, you know, much like Woodward and Bernstein were held up as paragons of virtue. Now you've got Julian Assange who comes out and says, Look here. Uh, A pox on all your houses because the USA did this, this, and this. The UK did this, this, and this. Uh, Russia's done this. I mean, he's an equal opportunity offender, and therein lies the rub. He may have just pissed off too many people. I mean, I think that there's people on both sides of the aisle that would argue for his freedom, and I'm one of them, but I bet there's people on both sides of the aisle that would say he is a treasonous, traitorous SOB, and he needs to go, not because he is one, but because they don't want their secrets spilled. That's what's going on here with with Julian Assange.
6: Yeah, he's embarrassed the United States national security state. And not only are there people on both sides of the entirely, you know, phantom synthetic aisle in the United States calling for uh, him to face prison, there are people on both sides calling for him to be killed. Mike Pompeo wanted him dead and Hillary Clinton famously said can't we just drone this guy you know so uh, frankly I think the case should be thrown out on the basis you can't extradite somebody to a country where senior officials have actively plotted to have him killed uh, we don't have the death penalty in the UK uh, the Americans uh, argued last week in court via Claire Dobbin Casey that the charges against Assange are not political but because he went far beyond the acts of a journalist who was merely gathering information. And it boils down, apparently, to some extent, to whether or not he assisted Chelsea Manning in the unsuccessful attempt to hack a password uh, into the Pentagon computer. Um, however, in evidence given at Manning's sentencing hearing in 2013, it was revealed that a team of 120 counterintelligence officers had been unable to find a single person who could be shown to have died because of WikiLeaks revelations. So this claim that he put lives in danger is, you know, essentially bogus.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the things that he's released are, none of them have been uh, contested. They've all been factual. He hasn't had to, uh, you know, recant anything or anything like that. I mean... Uh, and then, and you've got like you've got vault 7 you've got the um afghanistan and iraq uh you know apache helicopter murders uh you know so yep. many big ones in there that were very embarrassing to nato to the entire atlanticus block and specifically to the west to the united states and europe
6: yeah exactly uh the australians have finally come out in his defense the australian parliament voted Uh, by an overwhelming majority for him to come home i mean very late in the day it should be added you know he really needed this kind of support two or three years ago uh if if not more but he was very successfully smeared uh first of all with the sex crime allegations in sweden um uh you know then with the entirely fabricated paul manafort visits to the Ecuadorian embassy in attempts to tie him into some kind of Russiagate nonsense. Um, so the remaining sort of authentic liberal establishment of the great and the good, as it were, if indeed it still exists, were very, very slow to come to his defense. They finally done so, the Australian Parliament and now Albanese. So it's an interesting triangulation between, on the one hand, the um old established powers of the Atlanticist Alliance basically the United Kingdom and the United States we are at least in the United Kingdom pretending to follow due process and uh you know theoretically the case could be thrown out uh when we next hear from the judges or at least he's granted an appeal so you've got the UK on the one hand the US pressing hardest for uh, a lengthy prison sentence and then you've got the young pup australia you know um a, a huge aircraft carrier for the united states only recently signed all sorts of new defense or rather war agreements in anticipation of a war with china at some point in the future but what do the australians get for all their servile submission to us foreign policy dictates they can't even get one uh, uh essentially hugely compromised physically he's in very poor health now they can't even get one citizen back as a favor i think that's quite telling yeah
2: yeah and it's telling too because it goes, you know it, it plays right into the hands of the people that are saying well the us is putting pressure on uh, on well not only uh the uk but everybody we want him back, and by God, if you want to be in our good graces, you're going to go along. We may let you pipe up and say a couple of things, but at the end of the day, he's not getting that appeal. I'm wondering, if it, it, it's one thing for Australia's uh, uh, parliament to step up and say that, a, a bully for them. What about the high court, though? Because you know, uh, Basil, that the high court has come under the same withering assault from the U.S., which is give us that guy, and if you don't, there's going to be hell to pay. You seem to think that there may be some hope that he'll get, he'll win an appeal. I don't know if I'm that hopeful.
6: Um, what makes you well, think that? Well, first of all, the unfortunately, and I mean this is to some extent perhaps inevitable with high court judges in the UK, but the judge in charge of the case has previously represented the United Kingdom government as a barrister in national security cases. So, you know, uh, he he has ties to these very close ties to the establishment. But, you know, nevertheless, the uh, UK judiciary is supposed to be you know, wholly independent. You know, we've got the Statue of Justice on top of the old bailey there, blindfolded, weighing the scales, you know. Um, It's supposed to be an authentic process. Um, But, you know, it is a political matter. This is the point. It's uh, whether or to some extent, whether or not Julian's original offences in inverted commas were political or not, it's now become a political matter. So, you know, therefore you could say it should be thrown out on that basis. I mean, there's also all sorts of ways in which... uh, his legal team had been tampered with he was denied access to a lawyer he was uh, all his papers legal papers were withheld or stolen at one point uh you know any one of these discrepancies would in 99 percent of cases in the United States give the judge cause to throw the whole case out you know so um yeah Uh, and remember all this hearing is about is whether or not he's going to get an appeal this isn't the appeal this is does he get an appeal an appeal in this case is effectively a retrial goes before the Court of Appeal um and all the evidence would come out again I mean this could take a year or 18 months or something so one of the key questions if he does uh get the green light for an appeal uh will he then continue to be remanded in the maximum security single cell in Belmarsh Prison, which is the modern day equivalent of the Tower of London, quite frankly. The Tower of London is now a uh, tourist attraction, historic monument, but uh, they've decamped the uh, punishment detention facility from the Tower uh, about 10 miles southeast to Belmarsh, but the conditions are scarcely any better. Back in the tower, you had the crows for company. You don't get the ravens. You don't get that in Belmarsh. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, Basil, we have a clip uh,
1: that's been featured in TNT's coverage here. So uh, let's go ahead and view that.
5: How pathetic the US case is. They have to rely on lies. And then the prosecutors say, don't question these lies because that would offend our ally. 14 years on, all they can do is repeat the lies from the very first Pentagon conference press conference talking points sheet. What they're trying to argue is that state secrets trump revealing state crimes. This is the balance they're trying to shift. They want impunity, they don't want to be uh, scrutinized And journalism stands in the way. And in that courtroom, they are having to make their position increasingly clear. They have to admit that what they're doing is criminalizing journalism, is criminalizing the truth. Lawyers! They are liars! They are liars, they are criminals, and they are persecuting the journalist who exposed them. Julian is a truth-teller, he is a political prisoner, and the world is watching these courts and how they deal with this case. Please be here and come and march to Downing Street after uh, the proceedings are over this
6: afternoon.
1: So, Basil, that was Stella Assange right there uh, breaking it down in a very concise manner.
6: Yeah, and very brave, isn't she? You know, um, yeah. to denounce the UK-US establishment as criminals like that in public in front of the old Bailey, that takes some uh, some confidence and some courage. Um, and, and the final point I want to make is the general absence of sufficient outrage from the so-called fourth estate even now uh, we are not seeing the outcry from uh, journalists particularly uh, who often like to denounce cancel culture um but are you know so many are silent for fear of their own jobs that you know uh this isn't you know people sort of like to skirt around the issue and say this isn't really a free speech issue this is more uh the case of somebody who stepped out of line being you know people equivocate around it and all, all the time and, and uh it isn't given the prominence it should be either you know even last week you had to dig around to find any coverage of what was happening except here uh, on tnt of course
1: yeah, well, that's what I was about to jump in and say. Uh, at TNT, we covered it very well, very much, and you know, um, on some of the shows when we were prepping, I'd get in. Uh, there's a number of things I've been finding this with lately. I'll type in a topic like Julian Assange, news update, and everything I get is from like the end of last Two weeks year. Sold. There's Yeah, Yeah. there's weeks old, sometimes a month old. I mean, they're definitely gaming the algorithms right now. Um, Basil, you got about 30 seconds if you want to take us out.
6: Uh, Well, what I was going to say, the final point really, is that if indeed um, moves starts to extradite him, then uh, I, I could see some civil disturbances on the street because, People will physically block the exit to Belmarsh prison. You know, hundreds of people will be at whatever airport they try and take him away from, probably Bryce Norton and our air base. And uh, the whole thing will be increasingly embarrassing. there will be the most dreadful circus. uh, Mm. If they physically, you know, when, when push comes to shove, as it were, and they physically try and remove him from the country
1: absolutely a dreadful circus is something we would like to avoid we would like to see julian have his extradition canceled and his appeal approved so that that can happen basil valentine thank you so much for everything you do thank you for joining us here at state of the nation and we'll talk to you again stay tuned this is today's news talk tnt